0: That was Clarence Carter, Too Weak to Fight, and this is episode 263, also entitled Too Weak to Fight. The episode is dedicated to Debbie Brazil and Robin Anderson, both of whom live in Birmingham, Alabama, and each of whom, in their um, differing... Uh, 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 correspondences with me have shown me without a doubt that they um, grasp fully the essence of what these casts are about, which is really a kind of, um, oh golly, hermeneutic to help you understand yourself and your life, and thereby in feeling and understanding the depth and the pain that exists under the surface of a great many individuals to thereby come to a place of hope and healing because you see what's really going on and then in a way can kind of um, feel... What's really going on, because it's already happened, and then experienced in the way that it is really intended to um, be experienced within yourself. What in the world is he talking about? Well, I don't want to say that in Christianity, if you don't start from the ground up, you are sunk. Now, of course, there is also a message from the top down, the gift of God in the person of Jesus Christ in a uh, fraught period of human history, about which we know quite a bit. But for the individual in any given day and age who's not living in that direct shadow of the great um, deliverance, the helicopter, uh, je la vois, as I said on an Instagram uh, posting recently, a woman who is saying in French, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I'm tired and I desperately need some human warmth and she doesn't see that a helicopter is behind her looking for her and the pilot is saying Je la vois! Now the um, truth however of apprehending this in any kind of serious way is to experience it now, to feel it now, to know it now and to see it now. So you really have got to start from your own experience. This is where Simeon Zoll is a absolutely pathfinding uh theologian, because he is aware that the uh, significance of experience, even in his terms as an academic theologian, the theological categories of experience, has got to be uh, uh, um, underlined uh, and uh, deeply uh, embraced for a renewal both of thought and of experience and ultimately of life in the Christian church dynamic and in movement, the movement. And um, you, you've got to start where you are. Simeon likes to quote George Whitfield, who I think said something along these lines. Um, uh, if you say that you um, believe in the Holy Spirit but leave no strong room for experiencing the Holy Spirit in the here and now well, that means you basically don't believe in the Holy Spirit in other words, people who say I believe in the Holy Spirit but it's uh, somehow uh, restricted to a certain time or a certain dispensation or a certain place or you know, we don't believe that the gifts of the Spirit are, ma- are manifest now they are, sort of went out of, of style at a certain point in the apostolic era in effect, that means you don't believe in the Holy Spirit so um, I think George Whitfield absolutely hit the nail on the head. But what we find in life, I, that sounds pompous, what I have experienced in life, that if you're not in touch with what's really going on, <coughs> you are then, <coughs> even with the greatest and the most um, painstaking and even the most... Um, beautifully motivated and altruistic desire to understand God, to serve God, to know God and to live well and to live in love and belovedness both with God and man, as as it were, that you are um, undone. You, are, you slip on the banana peel of your own hidden and often obstructed, suppressed and displaced and ununderstood, not understood drives that lie beneath the surface. And this is why people so characteristically fall into trouble. I mean, the Bill Hybel situation is it's not as bad as the media wants to make it out, but it, it's very revealing. I mean, any number of very fine, fine people, fine people. Just like you, um, uh, whether they're Christians or not, whether they're secular, whether they're whatever they are, uh, can be upended by uh, a, a, a burst of uh, suppressed emotion that comes out and causes them to do painfully uncharacteristic or seemingly uncharacteristic things and blow up their lives. It happens in the form of adultery. It happens in the form of violence. It happens in the form of, of abuse. It happens in the form of addictions where people who actually are just like you and me, they're looking for, I'm looking for love. They're looking for the connection with another and yet uh, it's uh, not informed or it's uh, has been suppressed for so long and has not been heard or listened to and then pow, it comes out, it's triggered by some external event that causes the inward volcanic lava, the magma, to um, to explode uh, out of the person. And so these casts are just trying to understand that. Now, I chose Clarence Carter. I love Clarence Carter. He was a, a soul singer in the early 70s. His most famous song is called Patches, which is unbelievably moving and powerful from 1970 or 69, maybe 68. And the hit that I remember in college was uh, Slip Away, which is actually a, a call to uh, to a third-party relationship. It's a call to adultery, and it's really very it's very open. He says, uh, I know it's wrong what I ask you to do, but can't you slip away when he's not looking? It's, it's an extremely um, blunt uh, invitation to someone to do something that's unethical and uh some of his other songs are definitely in that department one is called uh, the dark end of the street which i think is a famous song from others but i associate it with him and uh he 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 cuts pretty close to the to 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 uh to doing the wrong thing, and kind of uh, hapless. But the song "Too Weak to Fight," uh, the poor guy. I mean, he, he he. What's the the backstory? Is that he 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 he's he knows that he he, he should be fighting this uh, attraction he has to somebody who's really not available, to whom to whom, for whom he should not feel an attraction, but does. And he he confesses with that incredible stacks or whatever it was a uh, 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 soul um, brass section behind him that. Uh, Unbelievably fundamental brass section that you hear in songs like "Hold On, I'm Coming" by Sam and Dave and Otis Redding and uh, others. That brass section that's just unbeatably fundamental. He has that in "Too Weak to Fight" because he's too weak to fight. And so what happens in uh, certainly in uh, the history of Christian pastoral care is that you're constantly told. Uh, well, let me put it goes like this. You know, you, you promise to love, uh, to, to to love uh, and and uh, honor. And and give honor to this person. And you really, I've heard this, gosh, I heard a sermon once, it was 40 minutes from a very young Presbyterian, a very conservative PCA minister at a wedding, And he had us all captive audience in this southern, very beautiful, lovely, highly well-meaning Christian wedding, and he captured. He talked for thirty-five minutes about the covenant, and it was all just window dressing. I mean, it was all. It simply wasn't true. I mean, I want to say God. you should have been. uh, I thought, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. How old are you? Do you know anything about people? Because he kept talking about marriage as a covenant, which it is, and I believe it, but. To tell people that if you have signed on the dotted line to this covenant to be a husband or a wife to this person in all the right ways, that that's somehow enough is is balderdash. It's simply not the case. And... uh, What we find is if you really love somebody and are loved by someone, you don't have to be told. It's the most natural thing in the world to be true to one woman, one man, the one person you love. You don't need to be instructed. Of course, there are some terrible people and predatory types, but the vast majority of people, if they feel securely loved they are able to love, and they end up acting in the way that the covenant, as written, would demand and would require. But if the, but they're they're told, however, if they uh, do not feel loved and if they're vulnerable and if they're feeling really profoundly even almost neglected or neglected in their true selves and if they're doing the same to another, they become open to a situation where they'll become too weak to fight and, and they succumb to a temptation. As a, the a lead, the male lead played by Anthony Quayle in the movie I mentioned the other day called A Woman in a Dressing Gown from 1957 seven eight. A brilliant, searing, and ultimately optimistic view of a third-party situation in a marriage that is that is uh, so helpless and so feckless and so hopeless. But uh, at one point in the beautiful movie and play upon which it's based, the uh, the, the, the hapless and really flaky wife and the very repressed, um, well-meaning but deeply repressed man finally talk. They finally, he speaks out of his real suppressed rage at at her her being impossible. But on the other hand, her love for him, which underlies all her (coughs) particular sort of, basically, she's depressed, all her depressed (coughs) um, uh, 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 lacks and uh, uh, inability to even have any kind of focus in her life in any department she is able to get to the root of it and she is able to talk to him out of her real soul and he's able to talk to her out of his real soul and an amazing denouement follows on that but um if if that doesn't happen and love uh prosperous and it's renewed because uh, it was there uh, people don't get married you know out of some kind of make-believe thing. I mean, there are a few arranged marriages and there are a few highly uh, calculated marriages. You know, sometimes people marry somebody because they think the other person can provide them um, uh, worldly welfare or... um I don't know, being taken care of in a particular way or some other good that they desire. But the vast majority of marriages start with a sincere love affair between two people who find in each other someone with whom they can truly be themselves, at least at some level. And that's what you're constantly having to go back to. Well, um, if you don't, you become too weak to fight. And all the um, talks of covenant and promise and mental ratiocination and uh, kind of uh, incentives and uh, kind of uh, cheerleading to uh, tell somebody to be strong enough to fight, fail. And that's why I uh, brought the song um, to the fore today by Wonderfully Blind. He was blind. Uh, Clarence Carter. I saw a blind woman in Israel adoring the stone of anointing at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Her care provider, her her nurse, her attendant was helping this entirely blind person to... um, to wash the stone where Jesus' body was laid after he was crucified when the women uh, at the tomb uh, anointed it and it's the most prepared it for burial, I should say, and it's the most, I mean, blind. Well, Clarence Carter was blind, um, and uh, he sings with such uh, candor about being too weak to fight. I am trying to tell you that um, the essence of all human experience comes from a kind of, you could almost say, a scientific empirical observation of the way you actually are. And if if you're a real person who is kind of shares human nature with most others you're looking for oneness, for a connection Robin Anderson grasps this extremely well and um, uh, the power of uh, Debbie is that she realizes that men and women differ a little bit, um, she brings it uh, to the fore in her correspondence with yours truly the very accurate truth that men tend to live in the past when it comes to romantic love and women less so, This I'm quoting Debbie I've, I, I see it, uh, it what She's struck by when a husband um, looks at a wife in their 50s, let's say, or in my case, older, and the man actually sees the woman when she was 24 or 25 or whatever she was when he first knew her, 21 or younger. he That's whom he sees. Uh, she, on the other hand, is conflicted about that and you know, looks at her body or her face or her hair or her physical uh, presentation and she sees the way it actually is and she says to herself, how, how can this man continue to be attracted to me if I look the age that I actually am, that God has made me. And women, of course, will say, you know, I want you to love me as I am. Take me as I am. And they don't realize they're wrong when they say that. Of course, we all want to be taken as we are, but that's not how it works with men. Uh, the, the, the husband, in fact, if he really loved you at a certain point in the Romeo and Juliet phase, which you probably were in at some point, at least in his mind, that's whom he sees. You've got to listen to Jimmy Webb's song. No Signs of Age, you can get it on the internet Jimmy Webb uh, wrote and performed a song called No Signs of Age and then later on, it's also on the internet um, uh, uh, Glenn Campbell sang it, uh, accompanied by Jimmy Webb, and the Glenn Campbell version is superior from an artistic point of view but the Jimmy Webb version is uh, superior because the whole um, narrative of the man who sees someone he hasn't seen for 35 years and he sees No Signs of Age he sees, what, laugh lines and crow's feet. He, he looks at his own, uh, he, this man, man is less vain uh, in principle, he looks at his own face and he sees a much older man than he was when he was 18 or 16, he even says, I think, in the song. But when he sees the woman, whom he hasn't seen for whatever number of decades or years, he doesn't see the, her, her, he sees her as by some kind of, he says, is it some trick of the light? Is it magic? I see no signs of age. And he, he talks about love and faith. He it's For him, the song is Faith Never Die. His faith sees her as she was when she was 24. Um, and that is extra extremely real that is a powerful song it's very painful it's painful for men to listen to and it's painful for women to listen to for other reasons it's very painful but it's the only song i've ever heard in which a, a, a profound truth of human experience is expressed uh in poetry that is um a song that is uh, for the ages and uh the nature of that is to be uh, coveted. It. Uh, this is why I always say you have to go back to the beginning, back to the beginning where it all began. That song by the Guess Who, I think it's called... Um Gosh, back to the beginning. Uh, uh, got to find a way. Uh, got to find another way. It's an early Led uh, gra- uh, Guess Who song. F- got to find another way uh, to get through. And he's got to go back to the beginning. He's got to renew his life from the beginning. And all I'm trying to say is whether this is true or not, th- th- which I firmly believe it is, on the basis of experience. And people, they're often surprised by these kinds of dynamics that enter in in later phases of a relationship that is lasting. <clears throat> and um but my point really is that you've got to look at who you are you've got to actually look at at, at, the, 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 don't look at holy writ on its own look at holy writ in light of who you are this is where Paula White is the brilliant brilliantly inspired preacher that she is unlike any I've ever heard she's not always great I mean she occasionally preaches sort of doesn't phone it in but occasionally lightning doesn't strike but most of the time it's uh, Jimmy Webb's song lightning in a bottle two out of three and and she how, does she how does she have this wisdom how does she see it well because she's talking about real things uh, T.D. Jakes at his best Tyler Perry at his best they're talking about real things and when you talk about real things the real pain well then um, then the power of the Bible which is God's word to real people uh, is illuminated it lights up the horizon like lightning and that's when the uh, true uh, potential of the Christian gospel comes alive in people well that's all I wanted to say and it becomes a place where the happy people go the happy people go And so uh, I'm going to conclude with a disco song from 1979 or 8, 8, 1977 by The Tramps, which expresses the joy and the power of going to the basics of human belovedness and human love and the absolute delight that follows, albeit the song is not philosophical. It's just a disco song, but it's great. Love you.